This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, if you want to get your hands on some Hey Bartender podcast stuff, head on over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and you'll get your hands on a lot of really groovy stuff like t-shirts and other bartender swag. And for the month of July, I'm celebrating my thousand followers on Facebook. And all of you guys can just type in the code HEYDUDE at checkout and receive 20% off your entire order. Head on over there now. Well, not now. The show's about to start. No, seriously, it is. There we go. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm the dude. I'm your bartender for the night. Sit down, relax, let's have a drink. Speaking of drinks, let's talk about today's drink special. This drink special I picked up, well, kind of stole off another YouTube channel uh, from this YouTube channel called How to Drink. Now, I'm a pop culture junkie. I love anything that has to do with music, movies, television shows. I can talk your ear off on a lot of stuff. Star Trek, Star Wars, The Beatles, Metallica. I can go on all day. But, you know, I was just screwing around all on there. And all of a sudden, on this YouTube channel called How to Drink, they actually made themselves a drink called Rick's Flask. Now, what that means is... Well, you ever watched that cartoon uh, Rick and Morty? Well, he came up with the idea... Well, what is in Rick's flask? And so he decided to make up his own drink that Rick might have in that flask at all times because Rick's an alcoholic, but he's also ultra brilliant and, you know, pretty well, pretty much hates everybody and everything. But, you know, if you want to know more about Rick and Morty, just get on Cartoon Network and watch that stuff because it's a great show, but not meant for kids anyway. Rick's Flask, that's today's drink. Let's start this off. You get yourself your shaker, put some ice in it, put two teaspoons of simple syrup in it, three teaspoons of pickle brine, yes, pickle brine, if you watch the show, you'll know why, and two ounces of Hennessy XO. Now, Hennessy XO, he said that's kind of debatable because Hennessy XO is about $125 to $150 a bottle. Maybe you can just use regular... Hennessy, or if you just want to do one up, do the VSOP. But he says Hennessy XO just to make it fancy. You pour that all on ice, shake and strain that into a fancy glass, or put it right into your flask. You know, what do you want to do? And garnish with a twist of orange. Now, he says that it's an actually a very interesting taste. That's pretty much the only way that he could. He had a long way to describe how this drink is and you know it's probably best that you head on over to his youtube channel and look it up how to drink rick's flask but after you drink it you'll be sitting there with both middle fingers and fingers in the air saying peace amongst worlds if you watch rick and morty you'll totally understand that i'm not going to take the time to uh, explain that to you right now but if you give this drink a shot you know, I'd love to hear what you think of it. I would love to hear, you know, what bartender gave you a weird look when you said, give me a Rick's flask. And then you had to take a minute to explain to him how to make it. Uh, you know, tell me the story on how you ordered it 
and what it tasted like because I would like to know your experiences out there. All you have to do is just email me at heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com and you know, let's talk. Let's, you know, get some of your messages on the air. I'd love to hear from some of you guys out there. For example, right now I've got a promotion going on my Facebook page, you know, just advertising the podcast, you know, try to attract more listeners, that sort of thing. And I always tell you guys, share your bar stories or questions. I'm your bartender. Email me. And I actually got somebody that uh, sent me a message here. Uh, Of course, my phone has to make a uh, chiming noise as I'm talking about this, holding the phone in my hand. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, I got a message from Benjamin Lamkin. Hope Benjamin, I hope I said your name right. Uh, he tells me this story. So I had just got back from deployment. My friends were there to welcome me home and, of course, take me out for a drink. We went to the bar and I ordered around. I got through half a beer, Mac and Jack's, and literally fell over on the stool. The waitress came by and asked if I was okay. My friends said... He just came back from Iraq. She replied, okay, I'll bring him some whiskey. That is a great story. You know, as short as it was, I really appreciate the input or, you know, helping me out with the show by telling me your stories. And that's a really good story that, you know, I really appreciate, you know. And, of course, we show respect to our soldiers that are out there because they're working hard for us. It just like our bartenders and servers are working hard for us here in the United States or all over the world. I actually found out only recently that I actually have listeners from all over the world. And I really appreciate you guys for listening too. So, uh, you know, support our troops, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, if you have more stories, share just like that. Get on to the Hey Bartender Podcast Facebook page or email me, Hey Bartender Bot Podcast. I can really talk today. Hey Bartender Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear about your drinks. I'd love to hear about other bartenders. I'd love, you know, just tell me anything. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. So, what do we want to talk about today? Well, you know. It was brought to my attention recently that introverted people should not be bartenders. And, you know, that kind of, you know, put a grind on me for a little bit because I consider myself a bit of an introvert. Okay, maybe more than just an introvert. I mean, back when I was a bartender, I really couldn't throw myself out there to get into conversations with just anybody. They... Some people actually would feel like they had to work hard to get into a conversation with me, but I had friends that would said, no, it's not hard to get into a conversation with him. You just have to talk about something that he is interested in. I mean, I've told you guys before, I do not know shit about sports. Not a damn thing. Even though I was working the night that night where uh, it was the World Series and that one guy caught that that one guy in the audience caught that pop fly and the Chicago Cubs lost uh, uh lost the rest of the game that was something I'll never forget because the Chicago Cubs game went completely to shit after that catch it just you know and that poor guy in the stadium i mean he, who else wouldn't take a chance to, you know stick your arm out there to catch a fly ball but 
you know, Florida won. Yeah, what are you going to do? But I don't know anything about sports. I couldn't tell you really. Is I don't know what team Tim Tebow, Tebow, you know, I can't even say his name. I don't know what team he originally played for. All I know is I've seen a lot of pictures on the internet of people doing a Tebow, putting, getting down on one knee and, you know, uh, some pretty girls naked doing that too. You know, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about. I'm going to think about it for a while, but I'm not going to talk about it. And, you know, I, it's, you know, people say, just talk to him about music, talk to him about movies. Cause that's his wheelhouse. That's where he can really shine. And some people found it a little off-putting that I wouldn't just strike up a full-on conversation with them and, you know, about anything. I'm not good at small talk. And that was just when I was a bartender. Now I'm an asshole with a podcast and a microphone. That's way worse. But introverted people, you know, just like I just demonstrated right there, we don't tend to think extremely highly of ourselves. And so... When it was brought to my attention that introverts should not be bartenders, I have to strongly disagree. Introverts can do anything just like anybody in this world. Anybody can do anything, anywhere, anytime, any place. And I do mean everybody. Now, we're going to concentrate on the introverted side uh, this time because, you know, you know, they, they, she said that uh, introverts should be in fine dining because we're expected to be quiet and allow people to be themselves. But when it comes to working in the hole-in-the-wall bars, you know, you can strike up a conversation with an introvert. It's just, you got to talk about something that they have somewhat interest in. Otherwise, they clam up because they automatically know, I don't want to feel stupid. I don't want to, you know, it's just, you know, you can scare an introvert, but you can also welcome them in with open arms. You know, I mean, I used to have my friends, they would kind of help me out and stick up for me or help join in the conversation to help bring me along. I truly, truly appreciate that. But when I'm stuck in the bar by myself late at night, you know, it's kind of tough because most of the time introverts don't want you to know about their lives. All you have to know is just maybe their name and what they're doing there that night. And in the bartender's case, I'm there to serve drinks, maybe tell a few jokes and you know, that's basically what an introvert would do behind the bar. Not necess- They don't want to let you in, and they're not really interested too much in you. A lot of bartenders, I mean, I, I mean, you guys see on Facebook all the time. I post things on there that say, uh, you know, the bartender really isn't interested in your life. Just ask for your damn drink and move along. Yeah, that's a lot of bartenders doesn't mean the bartender's an introvert. You might be holding up the line, but when I wasn't busy, I had two customers that popped in mind, popped in my mind right now that, uh, I enjoyed having them around just because I could talk about music with them 
all night long. It was really easy. Uh, one guy's name was Rusty, and the other guy's name was Mongo. And we could sit and talk about music all night long. Every aspect of rock and roll there ever was. And there were times you really couldn't shut me up because I was just heavy into the conversation. And I almost, you know, and I upset them every once in a while because when they were about to make their big reveal in the story or they were make, about to make a really valid point about certain things that happened in rock and roll history, all of a sudden I had five people at the bar and I had to start pouring them drinks. And it upset them a little bit that I ignored them, but eventually I came back to the conversation. And, you know, it that doesn't make me a full-on introvert. It's just, you know, they I found something in common with them and was able to build on that. And that's how we made our friendships. Uh, well, actually, Mongo, I kind of made uh, my friendship with him because I dated his uh, stepdaughter. And, well, yeah, that's a story for another time. But generally... Behind the bar, I was fairly shy. I mean, I was always intimidated by the so-called alpha males, the guys that, you know, big businessmen or guys that hung out in the gym a lot. And it was tough for me to keep people's attention just because I just wasn't able to do or say anything around them. I just let them take over the situation. And usually I would justify that by saying, well, I got to work. So, you know, let those two people meet, uh, talk to each other and then, uh, I'll get back to work here. Pretty girls. Oh boy. Uh, what talk about a train wreck. I mean, I've had that problem as far back as I can remember being around girls that I think are pretty or I'm interested in or whatever. And, it's it was difficult because I just became so overly concerned that I was going to say something stupid or say something that would upset them or well that well I think it pretty much all goes around with saying stupid not stupid things and because women intimidated me I wasn't one of those bartenders that could walk up to any woman and you know automatically you know, get the woman interested in them or, you know, hit on the woman. I just couldn't do that. That's just not my style. Hell, there was even one time I remember that there was this girl. She came into the bar late at night and she was crying. So one of my servers went over to check on her and she said, I lost my friends. I have no idea where they are. I've looked everywhere. And my server actually said, well, we'll figure out a something for you. And it pretty much came down to, she needed a ride home. And so they said, Hey, Anthony, do you mind giving this girl a ride home? And I said, yeah, sure. Not a problem. And I took her home and I took her back to her apartment and she uh, got out of the car and she went into her apartment and that was it. Yeah. Um, you know, I struck up a little conversation so she wouldn't feel completely uncomfortable in a car with a strange guy, but I didn't do anything. Well, I might have complimented her uh, when she said that she lost her friends. And, no, I'm pretty sure I did. She said she lost her friends. She didn't know where. And I said, well, it's their loss because she was looking good that night. 
And she just giggled and said, thank you. But, you know, I dropped her off and that's where it ended. And when I came back in for my next shift, so, uh, some of the people were like, so what happened last night? And I said, nothing. And they were like, oh, no, come on. No, tell me, tell us the truth. You know, you, you took that girl home. What happened? I said, nothing. And uh, my friend Shannon, she was just like, no, this this is the dude. He doesn't do things like that. And, you know, because he's a gentleman and, you know, and well, my friend Shannon would always say, you'd have to hit him over the head with a two by four so he'd realize that you are interested in him. That is when you know you've run into an introvert because you can, a girl can, or anybody can flirt with an introvert and they wouldn't know it because they just don't either have the knowledge or the self esteem to realize that they're being hit on. That's me in a nutshell. I mean, if you're hitting on a bartender and they aren't blowing you off or, you know, just kind of, you know, oh, you, that sort of thing. Uh, if they just kind of, you know, well, yeah, they can kind of laugh it off. Yeah, odds are that they're not really thinking that you're hitting on them. It's, it's nothing against you. Sometimes it is. I mean, let's face it. Let's face it. Some of, uh, some of us out here are always pitching for the fences when it comes to seeing a bartender, but usually the bartender doesn't have a whole lot of interest in their customers, especially when they're shit drunk. And that was went through what went through my mind a lot of times because, uh, pretty girl would smile at me and I'd be thinking she's pretty. She's got a nice smile, but she's had four beers. Yeah, it's probably the beer talking. She's got beer goggles. Yeah, I'll just, you know, smile back. I'll be friendly and uh, you know, I you know, I won't pursue it. it and just because I don't want to be that guy the next morning where she uh, sitting there going, oh, what the hell did I do? Because that would completely kill my self-esteem. I mean, when it comes to relationships, me as an introvert, I can sit there and think that I'm doing pretty well with a uh, relationship for the first, I don't know, little while. But then all of a sudden things will happen like the girl will go running back to her ex-boyfriend. And then I'll sit back and go, what the hell did happened? You know, it's just, I wasn't, there wasn't any clues for me to realize that, that this, this was about to happen. It just all of a sudden happened. And, you know, I'll get quiet for it, you know, about it. I won't talk to any, just, just anybody about it. And even my closest friends, they have to pry that information out of me because I really don't want to talk about my personal life to them. I don't want to be a burden on them. And... Uh, it's, it's just hard to bring up. I mean, there was this one guy, he came into the bar, he found out that the girl that I was dating at the time, uh, had broke up with me. And so he said, so heard you broke up. And I said, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said, and then he said, so you need to talk about it. And what I said was, no, I'm cool. What I wanted to say was, 
No, I don't want to talk about it. And if I did want to talk about it, why the fuck would I want to talk about it with you? But I didn't. And I was cool, calm, collected. And I just told him, nah, I'm good. And he didn't press the issue anymore after that. And then he probably would have heard what I wanted to say eventually. But introverts, when they're behind the bar, one thing you can absolutely guarantee is that they are good listeners. And they might not be completely interested in what you're saying, but they will sit there and listen. I've heard so many people talk about so many different things that they swore up and down that they couldn't talk about with anybody else. And I was just, okay, go ahead, talk. I mean, a lot of bartenders out there don't have a lot of time to listen to a customer's personal problems. I mean, how many bartenders out there uh, agree with me? I mean, it's just... It would take us a lot of time, and sometimes your personal problems may even bring us down, the bartenders down, in order to keep from being entertaining for the rest of the bar. And, but, you know, there were situations, it's just, it was just funny, because, well, here's here's the situation. This girl came up to the bar and said, hey, can I talk to you about something? And I wasn't busy at the time. And I was like, sure, sit down. What's up? And she says, you know, I really like this guy. And, you know, you know, I just got divorced, but I really like this guy and I haven't told anybody about it. And he and I have been getting really friendly. And I was just like, well, you know, if you feels right to you, go for it. I mean, yeah, you're, you're probably, uh, on the rebound right now, but if this guy is a nice guy, actually I met the guy, he was a nice guy. If, you know, if you have those feelings for him, you know what, go for it. And if it doesn't work out, you know, just, you know, I don't know. Don't, you know, I'll help you hide the body, I guess. I don't know. And which we never, I never had to hide the body. You know, let's, you know, let's not go there. But it, it the funny thing about it was, after she talked to me about it, she all of a sudden felt like telling everybody else about it. And, you know, she did the whole thing before the conversation started. Now, please don't tell anybody about this. Now, this conversation is over 20 years old now, so I, I can talk to you guys about this. And uh, so, but, you know, she's telling me, don't tell anybody about this. And I'm like, hey, your secret's safe with me. With which, you know, introverts, yeah, your secret is probably pretty safe. They won't talk about it with anybody else. But after she told, talked to me about it, within two or three days, she was telling everybody. And I was just like, well, I guess the secret's out. All I know is I didn't let the secret go. <laughs> Not my problem. So you know, it's almost like there were a lot of people out there that would start off a conversation with me by saying, now don't tell anybody. And I, of course, wouldn't, you know, because it's not my place to reveal information about people in that way or fashion. And it's almost like they use the bartender as the sounding board. You know, I'm going to say this out loud and see how it sounds. And the bartender is there to listen 
and not necessarily to give advice, but maybe give, well, we're not there to judge either. It's just, you know, see how it sounds and actually talk to a person and, you know, how, how do I feel about it after I've told that story? That's, I think that's kind of where it comes from. And actually, if you ask me, it's actually kind of nice that people would be trusting enough to come over to me and say, tell me a little, little, little secret. And it, you know, it's kind of flattering in a way. And even though I don't sit back and think of myself as the type of person that should be trustworthy, there's no reason for it. I just, just had that mindset and, but people felt like I can come, I can go over to him and tell him anything. He won't judge me. He won't do anything. It's, you know, he's just a good guy that I can spill my problems on. Now, whether or not they know I'm interested whatsoever in what they have to say, that's completely different. All I know is I can be there to listen to them, you know, or pretend at least. I wasn't always interested in all the stories and I I would tell you some of the stories I wasn't interested in, but like I said, I wasn't interested, so I don't remember those stories at all. But I'm going to sit back and guess what you're thinking right now. What is an introvert doing as a bartender? You know, introverts typically don't like to be around people and let alone spill their guts on the internet through a podcast. Well, this is me, the dude, trying to learn how to communicate with people, try to learn how to present himself a little bit better. I mean, when I became a bartender, I ultimately knew that I would have a hard time with certain things with certain customers. Like I said, I don't know sports and most people expect your bartender to know sports. That's why there are more sports bars out there than anything else. That's why it pretty much every bar, there's a big screen TV and they're showing ESPN 24 hours a day. Well, not at my bar because uh, during like the dinner rush, I would have ESPN on the television. Uh, most people wouldn't be paying too much attention to it anyway. But as soon as nighttime rolled around, like I sent my servers home or something like that, around 10 or 11 o'clock, I'd switch it over to a music video channel, which I'm not sure they exist anymore. Uh, MTV hasn't shown music videos in forever. And VH1, I'll, I haven't... I don't even know if they exist anymore, but I'd switch it over to a music video channel and some great conversations would come up just from that. And people would always constantly ask me, Hey, who's that? Hey, what song is that? And actually one of my more favorite conversations was a girl that was sitting at the bar was making fun of Jessica Simpson's smile. She's got a really big mouth or too many teeth. I can't decide what. And it was hilarious. And I, you know, I, but late night people, I kind of grooved with a little bit better because they were also bartenders. They were also servers. 
And they would come in, visit me after my shift or after their shift. And I got along with all of them. All of them were really cool. And, you know, that was me trying to open myself up because I had always known that, well, you know, pretty, it became blindingly obvious since high school that I was a little rough around the edges when it came to be came to being in public. I didn't really like being in a crowd of people. I really didn't like, you know, talking to people I don't know. Being a bartender was my way of trying to get over the uh get over the whole introvertedness. And that's kind of what I'm using the podcast for nowadays. And you know, get out there, use my voice, talk to you people and encourage interaction with you people, do some interviews, and really try to work on myself. And being a bartender, you know, honestly, it did help me out quite a bit because I'm, I've am i moved on from being a bartender. I've had a couple other goofy jobs since then. And uh, it, I've been able to talk to people. I've been able to bring up small talk. And not have it get away from where my comfort zone is. Because knowing where my comfort zone was the key to me being social. I It's like, if you don't know anything about sports, don't talk about the Mets. The only thing you really need to know about the Mets is they hate the Yankees. That You know, any Mets fan out there, they are diehard Mets fans. They're not just wearing the hat because it looks cool. If they're wearing a Mets hat, they are a Mets fan. That's all you need to know. But could I tell you how many home runs whatever uh, uh, whatever player did uh, in what year? Oh, forget it. And you know, can I tell you what the score was of the game just played that day? No way in hell. Because either I was asleep or I was watching cartoons. Anyway. Time for this episode's musical guest. You know, I should think of some kind of segue or something like that into this instead of me just all of a sudden just stopping the conversation and saying, hey, time for a musical guest. You know, uh, anybody got any ideas? E- email me, heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, from their album Intercom, here is the single Dry Box by Stones and Pockets. <laughs> Ain't it? 
That was Stones in Pockets with their single dry box. If you want to find out more about Stones in Pockets, check them out on bandcamp.com. Search them out there and you'll find everything you'll need to know. Their website, stonesinpockets.com. They're linked to their Facebook page and other songs that they got going on there. And when it talk, you know, when it comes to acoustic rock and roll, that's some good stuff right there. So anyway, you know, back to the question, should introverts be behind the bar? Of course they should. Introverts should do anything and everything that they feel like they need to do in order to break out of their shell if they feel the need to. I felt the need to, and being a bartender seemed like a good direction for me to go. And, you know, that's not the only direction you can go. Uh, two really famous introverts that I'm aware of, at least, I'm sure there are tons of others, but two really famous introverts that I've heard of, Daniel Tosh. Now, he's a comedian, has an extremely successful show on Comedy Central. I heard 
that he wouldn't talk to anybody. But then all of a sudden he goes into acting class and now he's a household name. You know, good for him. Another big name, James Hetfield, the mighty James Hetfield of Metallica. Oh my God, the biggest band in the world. He said when he was in school, he kept to himself, you know, uh, he they even showed interviews with some of his old friends where they'd be like, hey, James, and he just kind of nod his head and keep walking or something like that. And he found music was a way to express himself and just come out of his shell. And that's all it takes for an introvert. You just have to find your niche. And I'm not saying introverts go out there and apply for every bar job that you can. You know, I'm not saying that. Just, you know, try to find your niche. That's the key. And if you think bartending would be a good way for you to be able to learn, to reteach yourself how to interact with public, you know, I fully support you. You know, I want you to go out there, you know, you know, if it if it actually helped you to put it on your resume or in your application that the dude from Hey Bartender Podcast said I should try to do this, you know what? Go right ahead. I don't think it'll help you, but, you know, the dude supports you. All right, people, it is last call. Last call for alcohol. Time for me to do my wind-up here. Special thanks to Stones and Pockets for letting me use your single drive box. Remember to go check them out on Bandcamp.com. Another special thanks for the YouTube channel, How to Drink. Uh, Little did you know I stole this uh, episode's drink from you guys. But I am going to plug the shit out of you to make up for it. So go check out their website or check out their YouTube channel. They got a lot of really cool stuff on there, especially catering to the pop culture junkie. Uh, you know, special thanks to everybody who likes the Facebook page. I reached over a thousand followers just recently, and I'm totally appreciative of that. Go visit my webpage, hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and check out some of the cool inventory I got in there for sale. And just remember, at checkout, if you use the promotion code HEYDUDE, you get 20% off your entire order. That's right, 20%. And, you know, just remember, introverts out there, I'm just like you guys. And there are ways to get out of it. But if you choose to stay in your comfort zone, that's just fine by me. Don't let anybody judge you. And if you're willing to really step it up and really get out there, meet people, talk to people rather than just hanging around on the internet or rewatching a movie a thousand times, trying to figure out what little piece of detail that the director missed when he was filming it, you know, just get out there and do something. It's really easy. it, It turns out, I mean, join, joining a gym, you know, that's not a great thing because nobody really talks to anybody in there. But, you know, find yourself a social situation where you're comfortable. And if you don't drink, then don't go to a bar and think you're going to be social. If you aren't into karate, don't join a dojo. If you're into sex, 
Maybe you can join a, a swingers club. Hey, you know, there's options out there for everybody. So, anyway, like I said, thanks for listening. And thanks for hanging out with me on the Facebook page. And as usual, I gotta quote my hero, Billy Joel. Lots of love, lots of sex, and lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anybody. Good night, everyone. I felt so good, I had to blow again. I said-